can't buy the truth. We must find it within. Maybe truth wants to hide, but it's never a sin. We survive. And we learn how to move, think, and feel. And we set the truth free on our journey to heal. My friend, this is Joe Bakmutsky. I want to welcome you to Power to be Happy podcast, a show we talk about healing from trauma, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm sharing my journey. And today, I want to talk about how do we set our truth free and turn our trauma into triumph. Let's get into it. I want to thank you for being here today, uh, World Mental Health Day. It's so vital. Um, my name is Joe Bakmutsky. Today I want to talk to you about how can we take our trauma and find our own way which is unique to all of us. Find your own way towards triumph, towards living a life of self-acceptance, of joy, of connection with people, a happier, more fulfilled life, despite the struggles that we might be facing. And I think that it begins in so many ways with, you know, just with the way that we experience Life. You know, sometimes you look at them, you know, at a photo, you know, maybe like from, from a while ago, maybe from many years, and sometimes, though, like, you know, looking at the photo can really take you back to a time in your life where, you know, something, you know, just a beautiful memory, and you kind of look at it and just kind of just pulls you in, and you don't even expect it, and maybe it's a time when, I don't know, maybe, maybe you fell in love. Maybe, you know, you moved to a new town. Maybe something, maybe there was a change in your life and something inspired you. Or, you were just, or maybe it was just fun with friends. You know, sometimes these beautiful moments, like they just pull us in, right? And <laughs> or sometimes like it's music, right? Sometimes you hear an old song. And it just brings you back into a moment when, you know, something magical happened. Or maybe it was just a free time in your life. And I think the way we experience those beautiful moments, moments that matter, it's so vital. But it can also happen in times when, in times of difficulty, it can also sometimes bring us, something happens in our life or around us or we see something on TV or we read it in the news and it brings us back to a more challenging time in our lives. For me, this was recently the, it was the war in Ukraine. Because um, that's, that's where I'm from. You know, that's where I grew up. Uh, that's why we still have, you know, um, 
family and friends and seeing this you're right that's okay and yeah you know when I saw talking to friends talking to family and reading the stories and hearing the stories of so many people going through innocent people going through being raped tortured abused it just it it was just turning me inside out and not only because that's where I'm from but also because it brought me back into the memories of going through rape as a child and and some of these memories just came flooding back and I started to feel so pulled into it and I realized, started to realize the impact it had on my life for all of these years, impact that I never realized and I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I had no idea, well, like, it was just, I had no idea what to do so I started, I, I decided to write a play and like in my 20s, I used to do like some short plays, uh, but I've never written a full-length play. But I felt like I wanted to create something for theater, something that would be like a live experience, like, you know, like being together in the same room. And so I started writing. I started writing every single day. And, you know, I was really excited because it was, it was about memories. It was, it was like I had all of these ideas of um, how it could help people. And, and so in a couple of months when I thought I had a pretty good draft, I decided to, which I think was a great idea, to get some feedback. I was like, I've never done this before. Maybe, you know, maybe I could, you know, show it to someone and get their feedback so that you know, I could figure out if I'm doing the right things. And so I, I knew some, uh, so I had some friends who have been to Victorian College of the Arts at VCA. And so I went on their website and I started to read at the different, you know, profiles of, of teachers there. And I found one person who was a teacher there. And I was reading their profile and I saw amongst all these other things, I saw that as part of their PhD, they created this program for survivors of child sexual abuse. And this program, like, it was, it was unlike anything I've heard about before. It was, it was like boxing, it was combining boxing and writing. And as soon as like, like, like the, so these survivors would get together as a group, and they would like write these experiences out of themselves. And like as I was, as I was you know, reading this, I was like, this is insane, you know? Like, <laughs> and so I immediately wrote, like I, I, I sent an email to her and I said, listen, I just want to thank you so much for, you know, for creating this program because you know, that's where I'm from. And, and Listen, I'm writing this play, and what I would love to, is, you know, to get your thoughts, like see if I'm on the right track, or, you know, like maybe we could catch up for coffee, and like you could tell me what you think. 
And, you know, to my surprise, she said yes. And so in a couple of weeks later, I ended up, you know, meeting her at VCA. And I just remember that this day was, um, it was just a beautiful day and there was no one around because it was like four o'clock, everyone's gone home. And we're sitting there, we sit down together and she sits down and I can see she's got like my play with, with some notes and I was like, cool. <laughs> oh, she's read it, so that's a good thing. And we sat down and she said, Joe, can you tell me any reason why you reached out to me specifically? And at that moment, I really didn't, like, I didn't know, I just said, you know, I just felt like it. And she said, have you ever shared your story with anyone? And I said, no. And she started sharing of her own story of, of some of the horrific things she has been through as a child. And hearing her story has given me a voice. It's given me a voice to start to share my own truth. Something I've never shared with anyone and it just started coming out. Like all of this, like all of this pain and the shame, it was just like pouring out of me. I, I have no idea, you know, a single word that I said, but it was just, it was pouring out of me. And, and it was, it was hard because it was all coming out, but at the same time, I felt so understood because here was someone who's been through this. And at the end of our conversation, she looked at me and she said, Joe, I feel like in your play, we need to hear your voice. You are a survivor. We need to hear your story. And, and that word, you know, survivor, it just shook me up. I don't, know, I don't even know why, but it just, it hit me so hard. And I was so profoundly shaken by this conversation that I went home, I was telling my wife about it. And the next day, I remember like I went running, I do like this running in, in the bush. And so I went run, like jogging in the bush, like it was early morning. And I remember I was just, I'm running and thinking, survivor. Survivor, and I just like I, f I was just so over suddenly overcome with emotion. Like I just I fell on my knees, and I just had these tears streaming out of my eyes as I was thinking, Survivor, I know what this means now. And I remember I stood up, and I stood up, and I pointed at the sun that was rising, and I said, you are who you are. And I felt, I felt a part of me coming back to life. And I knew something has changed. And I 
came home, I immediately put the whole play aside. I started writing it from scratch. And the play that I'm writing right now, that tells the truth. That tells the voice. And I started to meet survivors, people who've been through, through trauma. For the first time, I was hearing people's stories. I was, um, you know, I started doing therapy, which I was like, you know, it took me a couple of months to warm up to this idea, but I started doing therapy and that was immensely helpful. So for World Mental Health Day, you know, it's been incredibly helpful. And I found out, I started doing this like all my own research and learning about you know, different types of therapy and how these things can help and how there's all these you know, therapeutic you know, approaches that can help with trauma without even talking about it. Um, so um, things like EMDR and, uh, uh, and trauma-informed yoga and all of these and neurofeedback. And so I was, you know, um, as I was immersed myself into this world, I realized that doing therapy and sharing my story with family and friends, which was hard as well, but I felt that it was helping me to heal. And it was helping me feel so much more whole. I felt like for such a large part of my life, there was a part of me that was missing. And it helped me to be more, more present. You know how we hear all this stuff about being in the moment? <laughs> you know, it's hard. I don't know about you, but I think it's hard. <laughs> but I think getting and dealing with the past has helped me to be more in the moment in my life right now. It helped me to be more present with my family. It helped me to, you know, find greater meaning in my life. You know, right now I'm, I'm doing this podcast, sharing my own journey towards healing. And now I'm also, um, you know, I'm, it's my book. <laughs> and what, but what I believe matters is, you know, we, I started talking about moments that matter and moments that make a difference. And sometimes we get pulled into those moments, right? When maybe it's a photo, maybe it's like a song, maybe it's something that happened. But sometimes we also, we also make choices. We also make choices about what are we going to do in our life? Choices that matter. And I think that choices that's what defines us. And I think making the choice for you, a choice that supports your way of life, supports way, where we're going to move into, choice about how we deal with the past. Making these choices can be hard. But I think this choice is necessary. And I think that choice, part of it, is kind of bringing a new layer of our identity. You know, we all have different roles 
in the way that we live our lives, whether that's being a parent, whether that's being a friend, whether that's being a co-worker with someone. But I think we all have, we all have many of those roles, or we can take on many of those roles. But I think it's so vital to find a role or roles that feel like it's empowering, like it, it's something that pulls you forward. You know, for me, that was the, that word survivor. You know, that word would be different for you. Because we all have those different words, we all have different meanings, we all take on things that are going to be part of our identity, things that are going to be, help us to be who we are, to express who we are more fully. And to take on new meaning as well. So what would be a word that might describe you or the way that, that describes who you are today or where you want to be or what you want to be moving towards? I think that's choosing a word that defines you. I think that can be powerful. Because for me, it's started to shape my identity in a positive way. And I know for me, it's been something that helped me to make choices that I needed to make for a long time. <laughs> you know, I know that I needed to go into therapy, but I was afraid. I knew I had to tell people in my life, but I was afraid because I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of, of the unknown. I was afraid of, I was afraid of people rejecting me. And some of that is always gonna be true, right? We're always gonna have people who might judge you. You always, we've all, we've all have that experience. People are gonna judge you anyway, right? People are gonna deal with us in a way that, you know, we can help how people might deal with us. And yet I think it's so important to find a way to make that choice in a way that it speaks true for you. And I think sometimes we, we make that choice without even knowing what that would look like. <laughs> you know, I remember, speaking of photos, I had that thing on my phone, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's Google Photos or something pop up with a reminder when you know, when my son was born, you know, it was like, you know, it's like nine years ago on this day, this and this happened. <laughs> and so I remember, I was just looking at this photo and like he was just this tiny baby and he was born really underweight. And it brought me back into this moment, you know, just, you know, this time and you know, just close to his, uh, to his birth, my wife said, you know what, I don't feel him kicking. Like, maybe something is wrong. And we lived in Geelong at the time. And so we rushed into the hospital. And, and so they, things happened so quickly because immediately they rushed us for like a cesarean. 
for the operation. And it was incredibly scary and just things happened so quickly. And all of a sudden I remember like, like they're holding up this baby and, and I just like, we're just crying and, you know, and it was just this incredible experience of like seeing this life, you know, and your child in front of you, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, my wife, they took her for recovery and we went in because he was so, such a tiny baby and he, he really needed a lot of support. They took us, we spent a couple of weeks in, um, in Geelong in the special care nursery. And, you know, and I remember this, this moment when, you know, we, we kind of, the nurse helped will, kind of will him in and they put him under, I don't know if you've seen those things. It's like this, um, it's like this kind of a glass dome and there's like this special light on top of it. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like, it's like for like uh, premature babies and stuff like that. So he, like he's lying under this light and I don't know what happened, but like for some reason, like the whole special care nursery is empty. Like nurses must be doing all these other things. And I'm like the only one there and I'm standing like, you know, looking at like my, my child, you know, like just this, this tiny baby. Like, I think he must have been this small, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And I remember I was just standing there, I was just looking at him going, I'm a father, like, he's so tiny, he's so small, he's going to need someone to really be there for him. And like, I'm, I'm the only one here, <laughs> so I think, I think it's going to be me, <laughs> you know? And so, that was a moment when I, like, it, it dawned on me, you know, I'm a father, this I better do a great job. I better, and I, I think taking that was, that was the moment. I think I realized, you know, there's something new here. And I'm going to take this part of, of who I am and try my best, try my best to be a good dad. And that choice was important to me as well, right? And that's how we all make these choices. Sometimes without realizing it, we make choices, don't we? We make choices about who we are. We take on something that's happening to us and, and we decide, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it my best, right? And sometimes these choices, I think in life, what happens sometimes is we... You know, life imposes situations on us, imposes choices on who we are. But sometimes we also impose these choices on ourselves. And I think when we can do that, even when we get imposed situation on us, but we make a choice within it, I think that is, that is true transformation. Isn't it? Because we make a choice without even maybe circumstances that we, we don't even understand. Because that choice compels you to think, what, like, what will happen if, you know, I don't do this right? You know, for, and for me, I started to like, think about being a father. I had no idea, and I didn't have a positive 
Like, I, I didn't even have a father. You know, my father left us when I was three months old. So I had no idea, like, what, <laughs> what are you even supposed to do, right? But I realized, like, if I don't do this right, I'm going to end up like my father, who wasn't in my life. And that's not what I want for my son. So, like, even though I, I had no idea what is right, I knew what is wrong. And sometimes, that's how it is in life, isn't it? Sometimes you want to, you don't even know, sometimes you don't even know what is the right thing to do or what's right for you, but sometimes you know what's wrong for you, right? Sometimes you know what you don't want. And I think that's important as well, isn't it? And, and I think that's important. I want to speak to what I think is also important in what helps us in dealing with traumatic stress, difficult events in our life. Because by now I've been really, I've been speaking with you know, thousands of trauma survivors, of, of survivors of war, um, cancer, abuse, all sorts of horrible things. Um, in support groups, on my podcast, in, in so many places. And while our journeys are so incredibly diverse, and so incredibly unique. I think that we do have so many things that we share in common. And I call this the ABC of healing from trauma. And I think the first, the A for me, I think what is absolutely crucial when it comes to healing from trauma and finding your own way to heal is acceptance. So many times in our life we live without knowing our own truth. We live without acknowledging our own experience. Sometimes without, without giving ourselves a chance to honor what we've lived through what we've been through, the, the difficult things, but also the good things. Because all those times, all those times that we've been through, you know, we all go through in, in life, whether we identify those times as traumatic or not, one way or another, we go through tough times. We go through times when life dealt you a blow and things came up in a way that you didn't expect you, thrown us off course. But we sometimes forget to honor those moments. But we also don't honor the moments in life where we stood up for yourselves, for ourselves. We forget the moments when we decided to keep going. We forget the moments when we stuck to our values. And that's hard, 
<laughs> Isn't it? The moment when those moments when you say your truth, you say what you really think, what you believe in. And I think acceptance, acceptance of our own story, acceptance of the difficult moments, but also the beautiful moments, the moments of resilience, the moments of not giving up. So we have to accept ourselves in our, as, as a whole. And I think that doesn't happen like that, but it's something that we can work and to move towards. I think a part of that, I believe, is being around people who understand us, people who've been through similar things, people who've been through difficult things, people that we can connect with, people who get you, people who understand what it's like. You know, whether that's people who've, whether you are connected by, you know, going through a shared experience, whether you're connected by being in a, maybe a local community, but I think it's so vital to find ways to connect with each other. Because that acceptance is so much easier to accept ourselves when we accept that other people are not that different, that we share things in common. And we start to hear stories and we start to recognize ourselves in those stories. Right? Sometimes without, you know, consciously or unconsciously. Right? Because that's how we connect. We connect through story. And sometimes we don't need to even talk about it, but even just being in the presence of people can give us a lift, right? Can give us that sense of understanding, of reading between the lines. And so I think acceptance is such a powerful process, I guess, something that we can move towards accepting ourselves as we are. And I think it's, it's vital because when we can accept ourselves more fully, that opens up possibility of change. And I'll quote um, Nathaniel Brandon, who is one of the kind of leading psychologists in um, the area of self-esteem. And he says, you can't leave a place you've never been. You can't leave a place you've never been. And I think that's so true. If we haven't been to a place of hurt, if we haven't been to a place of redemption, it's very hard to find a way out of it. So that's, I think that's where acceptance is so crucial. Accepting ourselves as who we are. But I think that's ultimately liberating. So that's A in the ABC of healing from trauma. And the B, I think, is, is bravery. Because sharing your truth takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. 
and I don't even talk about, you know, some grand reveal, sharing, you know, your story or your deepest, innermost secrets. I feel the, 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 what is the, the most courageous thing is sharing your, your true feelings, sharing your thoughts, sharing your real, sharing real, true you, sharing your ideas, sharing your ideas with, um, sharing your ideas with your workmates, sharing how you really feel with your partner, saying what you really think with a friend or a loved one. That's, that's courage. Especially to those of us who've been through difficult things in life. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It can be hard to share your true self because well, you know, we don't want to get exposed to being judged. It's hard. But I believe every single time that we do that, every single time that we share our true voice, what we truly believe in, what truly matters to you, how you really feel deep on the inside, I think that is the moment when your true self, or whatever we want to call it, the deep part of us, our soul, whatever, whatever that is, we get to give it a voice. We get to raise it higher. We get to put it up on stage and make it feel good. I think it's so vital. That's bravery. That's courage. Sharing our true selves. So if that's B for bravery, acceptance, bravery, and C, I think, is compassion. You know, so often in life, we get so hard on ourselves. Sometimes we say the most horrible things to ourselves that we would never say to another person. We would never call this person names. We doubt ourselves. We say mean things to ourselves. We don't believe in ourselves. And that's hard. And I think it's so vital to find compassion for yourself, for what you've been through, for challenges that you might be experiencing right now. Finding that compassion, I think it's so crucial. And speaking to yourself as you would to, to a child, you know, who needs care, who needs understanding, to a friend, you know. Sometimes we, like, we just don't do that, <laughs> you know. I think it's, I started doing this Saying, talking to myself in the mirror, and this was um, going, when I was going through a difficult time in my life, in my 20s, um, when I was alone and I had 
I had these crippling panic attacks. I was afraid to go out. I was afraid to meet people. I was afraid to leave the house, you know. And, and I had just such a, uh, I hated myself. And one of the things that I started doing, I started, like my mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I said, I want this huge mirror. You know, it's made it so weird. <laughs> Who says that? I want a mirror for my birthday. <laughs> you know, so my mom bought me this mirror, and I put this mirror in in my bedroom. And every day I would stand in front of this mirror, naked. It's okay because I, I lived by myself, so I could do that. <laughs> but I would stand in front of this mirror naked, and I would say to myself. I would say, you're beautiful. I would say, you're sexy. I would say, you deserve to be loved. <laughs> I didn't believe any of those things. You know, I didn't think myself beautiful. I didn't think myself sexy. And I certainly didn't believe that I deserve to be loved. <laughs> but I taught myself. I think there was other ways. <laughs> I'm not advocating this, this way of doing it. It took me a long time. <laughs> and it's weird. I admit it. But I think it's so... But it helped me to, to, um, to teach myself to be more kind, more accepting more compassionate to me, to what I've been through, to my own experience? What is the way that you might be showing more compassion, more understanding towards you, towards your life experience, towards what you go through each day, and be more encouraging? Because we need it, right? Sometimes we don't always have someone on hand to say, you're doing great. You're doing your best. You're, you're up there. You're trying. Good on you. You're, you're living the life. You're here. We don't always have that. And having saying that to yourself, I think can be so vital. And so liberating. And it also, I think, opens up Compassion and being compassionate towards others. You know, being in this diving deep into the world of personal and interpersonal trauma, I came across this what I think is a mind blowing statistic that backed by research, of course, in Australia, but pretty much every every country that seven out of 10 people go through a traumatic, a major traumatic event at least once in our lives. That's the seven out of 10 people here in Australia. And that's somewhere between seven and eight people on average around the world. Seven out of 10 people 
That is a huge number. Isn't it like seven out of 10 of us? That means that, that tells me that we are practically surrounded, that we live in a culture of, in a society of trauma survivors. Isn't that staggering? And I think that's also incredibly liberating. Because that means it, it tells me that I'm not alone. It means that all of us go through these things. It means that we can all go through difficult experiences, but we can also heal. We can also be part of a community. We can find ways to connect with people around us in our lives. And it's proof that we are not alone. So I think that this statistic is, is liberating and powerful because it brings us together. It opens us up to the fact that we are we're in this together, aren't we? But in our experience of life, the challenges and the struggles we go through, we're in it together. We're not alone. It's so powerful to know that we are not alone. Because intellectually, we all know that people go through things, right? We all know that people experience difficulty. We know that people experience struggle. But so often it feels like this is experience that we live in our life that other people don't know what it's like. And I think that's why there are so many different ways of, of healing from trauma that are all about bringing people together in different ways, things like psychodrama, things like all sorts of different modalities, but through, uh, through theater, through all sorts of activities that help us go through this together. And this idea of synchronicity, of, of doing things in sync with others, that finding those kind of rhythms that we can play off each other and learn from each other and have fun again and have ability to explore and be more playful. You know, I just realized recently, like I was talking to my son and, um, and to him, you know, whatever it is that I am now, 44, is incredibly old, <laughs> you know. And I said to him, you know what, I feel younger than I felt when I was 15. And it's only because, I guess, you know, I have been on my own journey to, towards finding my own understanding of, of, um, of healing, of connecting with other people. And that makes us feel, you know, makes, can open up the road to feel more creative, more free, more in the moment, 
but in a way that is empowering, in a way that doesn't feel like it's, it's, you know, it's pulling us in kind of, not, not in the moment of fear, but in the moment of connecting with yourself, of connecting with what's true for you. But I think it's so important that we don't do it alone. You know, that's why I think we talked about the, let's speak about ABC of healing from trauma. Speak about accepting. Accepting who we really are on the inside. Accepting the difficult things that we've been through. But also accepting our strength. Accepting those times when we started winning. The bravery of sharing our true thoughts, our true feelings, our true experience with people that we care about. Or sometimes even with people you just met. You know, sometimes that's so powerful as well. That takes so much courage. And yet it can help us to feel so much stronger within ourselves. And also compassion. Compassion towards ourselves and compassion towards other people. You know, I was driving the other day in an area I haven't been to. And I was kind of driving a little bit slower because I was kind of trying to find my way. And there was this person behind me, like who was driving, like they got so mad. You know, this person, they just started, like they, they started beeping, right? Like, and like they literally drove around me and, and like this dude opened up the window and he just started screaming at me. Like there was all these swear words and like, like just you know, horrible things. And I was sitting there like, and probably in many times in my life I would have responded, but because, you know, because I'm so zen, <laughs> now I actually like, I sat there and I actually, I blew him a kiss. It was just one of those spontaneous weird things that I've done and he, and he just turned around and without saying a word, he just drove away. He just drove, he just went. And you know what, I felt so good about this. I felt so good, I was like, I was, you know, I thought, you know what, I don't know what was driving this person on in their life and their experience to shout, you know, angry, horrible things at some random stranger, but yet here we are and I hope something for that person will work out in some sort of a positive way, <laughs> you know. And I have, I probably have a few moments of such compassion, <laughs> but you know, I think that compassion for us, for our own experience, and for that of those around us, can also be uplifting. Because it makes things easier for ourselves at the end of the day. So I want to ask you to, what is the next step on your journey towards healing? In a way that makes sense for you. And I'm just asking you to take a moment and consider what would be something that 
supports you in your life today. Whether that's, whether that's um, trying therapy, whether that's doing a yoga class, whether that's catching up with a friend that you haven't seen in a long time. What would be the next step for you that would be meaningful to you? No one will know, but I'm just asking you to consider this. Of what would be the next step on your journey towards healing, towards feeling better, towards feeling healthier, towards feeling more whole? I think those are the choices that truly matter. And those choices are the ones that really help us, I believe, to go from trauma into triumph. I want to thank you for being here. And yeah, I'd love to answer any questions. Thanks, guys. Thank you for being here, my friend. I want to deeply honor your life, your story, and where you are today. And it's my hope that this show, it, it serves you in some way, because I believe that we are all just capable of so much more than we think sometimes. And, and, and this incredible potential of what we are capable of and leading a life that you're proud of, that you're excited by, what I tell myself, so tell my loved ones. That's what I'm here, just sharing this, this with you, right? And I have this vision. I have this vision for bringing together survivors. Survivors of trauma, of difficult experience, of difficult circumstance. Whether that's going through sexual abuse, domestic violence, living with illness, going through war. Bringing together people who've been through it or are living through difficult times, their loved ones. So we can come together to give, give our best in our lives, in, 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 with our loved ones, in our communities, in our work, to grow, to grow towards our dreams, towards our hopes, towards our desires, and to heal, to heal from difficulties and struggle, and making sense of what's right for you today. That's why I'm here. That's why I wrote my book, Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in a challenging world of today. And if this vision, just if it speaks to you in some way, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you if you could email me at joe at powertobehappy.com. That's J-O-E at powertobehappy.com. Whatever you want to say, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know what you think. And thank you again so much for being here today. I'll speak to you next time.